I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This TC and Jake. Guys, we talked to John McAfee. <laughs> I was wondering how we wanted to approach recording this intro since, you know, it's an intro to something that just happened. Um, but I think this is probably the best way to do it, which is just when we're both still in pure and utter shock of what just happened. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it just ended. Uh, gave, I mean, I guess you guys know this because you can look at the timestamp, but he gave us a good amount of time, uh, more than more than we were expecting, and was uh, very forthright about a number of topics. Not all topics, but, you know, was willing to speak on it. I thought there was a chance, for sure, that uh, if we asked certain questions, it was going to be like, all right, I'll see you later, interview's over. And that didn't happen. I, I feel like we left that friends. Yeah, I did too, and you know me, I'm probably more Bob to your Dan in this situation, although I think it was, we were pretty, we were both pretty open about a lot of stuff with him, but um, I wanted to end it before he did, <laughs> but I think we had another 20 or 30 minutes before he turned off, like, he did not say I'm done. Yeah. We were like, oh, I gotta go home to my family. <laughs> I st- no, I mean, it, was, it was wonderful. I, 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 I wish we had a photo of the video chat. That's the other thing we gotta let you know that we did not say in the recording. This is a video chat. So TC and I sitting next to one another, yes. staring at John McAfee in sunglasses. Uh, and behind, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's in sunglasses and a, a Nike pullover kind of thing. And behind him, he's got like a marquee uh, that just says, fuck the Fed. And then occasionally during the interview, he would lean forward to reveal a second marquee that said, in the ass. Yes, yeah. And the other thing that won't come through is that much like every time I've seen I mean, him, I do have the video. Maybe we'll find somewhere to put it sometime. Or, I don't know. Or at least, I don't want to blow up his spot, okay. but at least yeah, like yeah. maybe an image or well, something. I think that most people are. Like, I think that's what oh, they want Oh, yeah, you're right. I've us. seen some of those. You're, yeah. Because that's what I was about to reference, which is that every time I've seen him interviewed, he is sipping a cocktail. Uh-huh. Uh, it appears to be a one-ingredient cocktail. I was trying to get out of that interview because it appeared that he was waiting on us to end it to light his cigarette. I just assumed he was going to light it because yeah. at about 20 minutes, which if we're being fair, I think 20 minutes would have been, a, that, that's cheap. You got to give us half an hour. So at 20 minutes, he gets the cigarette out. But a lot of cigarette smokers just do that. Yeah, just kind of have one. Yeah. I mean, I do that and I'm not a cigarette smoker. Yeah, so from 20 minutes on until the end of the interview, he's holding a cigarette and waving it around like he's kind of smoking it. And for at least half the time, he's holding the the other end. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. not even holding the... He's holding yeah. the end you light. Yeah. And, uh... Woo! Boy. There's some weird shit in here. <laughs> I'm just gonna come <laughs> right a, out and say... Fun time. There's I mean, some serious stuff, and know, there's some weird shit. Possibly none weirder than the first five minutes you're about to hear. Yeah, I would um, say so. While we have your attention, I do, before we start the interview, want to say... Uh, ever since we stopped doing my team calls, we've been trying to find a way to start doing my team calls again. And, uh, we would like to announce here that, do we want to do one or both? Does it matter? We'll figure it out. We probably should have talked about it beforehand. I'm not sure I can do nine straight hours. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Those games Uh, are long and there's a break in between and... I think we'll oh, I, I don't know what the schedule is, but uh, I would love to know. I, I think Ohio State Clemson's the interesting one, right? Um, but we want we want to do my team calls for the uh, the college football playoff games. 
So uh, if anyone, uh, we'll, we'll get details. Just we want to make you aware of that so you could kind of block off some time. And if you would like to attend, uh, I think we'll have the same same deal we've always had of, you know, if anyone would like to be kind enough to uh, donate $50, um, then uh, we would love to have you over and, you know, uh, get, get a little bit of a party going. So um, that is something, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, email me, tc, that's just banter.com, or uh, direct message me, tc1310, um, if you're interested, and we'll we'll have more on that later. Maybe Watch John McAfee space. will be there. <laughs> yeah, maybe John will fucking <laughs> commentate on uh, Buckeyes. Anyways, uh, here is our talk with... Uh, John McAfee. <laughs> well, I'm TC. This is Jake. Uh, you want to just get started? Is that how this works? That's how this works. Let's just do it. All right. Uh, Jake, you want to dive in? Yes, absolutely. It's uh, irritant of power. It's a man who has been on the run, who has faked a heart attack. He is, uh, I'm not sure if this still qualifies, crypto evangelist. I know you've stopped pushing specific coins, but... Um, I just want to uh, bring you to our audience by first thanking you uh, for at least attempting to protect my family computer all those years when I was illicitly downloading pornography from uh, – <laughs> you fought him hard. <laughs> I'm not sure it worked, but I know that it took them longer to figure it out. Thank yeah, you to we your – You did your best. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if if you're still of the same sex, then uh, probably it didn't do you any harm. That's right. That's right. I feel confident about it. So actually, my first question is, um, we've been very interested in your life for some time now uh, through interviews, the Wired uh, interview that I think maybe was supposed to turn into something more, um, the documentary, everything. And it seems like you have a pretty stressful life. Like I said, you've had to fake a heart attack to avoid deportation, accused of... Uh, murder governments everywhere trying to silence you you've had people giving intimate details of all parts of your life um and you look incredible <laughs> so i <laughs> so i'm not gonna i don't mean to start the interview by just sucking up but i feel like uh you're do you have a skincare routine yeah, you can recommend just, just anything i mean i feel like this this should be wearing itself on you a lot harder and i feel like i'm aging 10 times as hard as you are right now well you know i i I put it down to drinking and smoking and, and drugging, I mean, which I do a lot of. I, you know, smoke. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I smoke a, a couple of packs a day. Drink a, I don't know, a bottle of booze, a bottle of scotch at least, um, and take whatever drugs people leave behind or hand to me. I tried all that, though. <laughs> yeah. But, you, but see, here's the problem. You have to really, if you want your help, and I think health is very important, then you have to really put yourself out and work for it. I mean, like, I seriously, sometimes I don't feel like smoking. You know, I do it. I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God bless you. It's a regiment. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. You're uh, um you know, uh, a man of many thoughts. Uh, we, we were just kind of batting back and forth uh, your Twitter feed today. Like, I think we could conduct an interview just on that. Um, you, you had some some strong thoughts about King Kong. I didn't know if you wanted to get into those in a spoken format. Well, yeah, listen, I, I was, uh, I think Janice put on um, uh, the third King Kong movie with... Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but 
Um, and I was just watching it and, and you know, he, he's his bones of all the other virgins that he's been whatever halfway eating or who knows, whatever. In any case, they're all virgins, right? And so, um, the, uh, it just occurred to me that was, well, that's, that's foolishness beyond, beyond any sense of, of sanity. Um, I mean, I mean, this is just for the men in the audience, please. I mean, I mean, no disrespect to to women, sure. But um, a woman um, who has had zero experience in sex—I uh, mean, zero experience—and you're the first. Um, I mean, you had better be getting a lot of money because it's going to be a very boring um, event, act of life. Um, and, and why these people, I mean, here's the other thing. I mean, you wouldn't and want to some, go see a concert with a, a band who'd never played before, you know? Seriously, uh, what do you know? I mean, nothing. They, they know nothing. Um, no, I mean, please, God, give me some woman who's a, a Bangkok prostitute. Now, there, there's the top of the line. Uh, and these men who say, well, you know, it's love and fidelity and, and all of this stuff. <laughs> oh, I all I can say is, listen, dude, it's pretty goddamn clear you have never been to Bangkok. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so, when I did yeah. go to Bangkok, uh, I did not partake in this, but uh, I was walking down one of the main drags there with my wife, and I saw the advertisement for the ping pong show, and uh, we skipped that. Did I make a mistake by missing that? <laughs> Oh, you! Oh, holy shit! Did you make a mistake, dude? <laughs> first of all, the first mistake is I have never—I mean, I'm 74—never heard of a man taking his wife to Bangkok. Um, well, unless unless you're doing some seriously kinky stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. um, which is okay. And so that's mistake number one. Yeah. Mistake number two is passing up any Bangkok sex show. I mean. Good God Almighty! The first time I went, which is actually not that long ago for me, probably more years than, than you've even been on the earth, but still, uh, let's see how long ago was it? Twenty years. First time I went to Bangkok. I went to a, um, a very high end uh, house of um, prostitution, and uh, which, by the way, throughout uh, Thailand, perfectly legal. I mean, yeah. Anything to do with sex in Thailand is legal. I can think of nothing, you know, short of um, I don't know, shoving a boa constrictor uh, up your ass on in the middle of downtown might be illegal, but who knows? Yeah, and even then, they're, they're probably not going to prosecute, yeah. right? No, but no, actually not. However, so the sex shows. So anyway, went to went to a, a, a house one season. Instead, I want a girl, well-educated, speaks English, uh, and knows Bangkok. Up one side, down the other. And I chose just about the ugliest girl in the place, and um, uh, you know, and paid and uh, full time. I wanted her full time for, for two weeks, um, and uh, I put her up in the room next to me. I didn't touch her, um, and her job. I told her, I said, "Listen, you know, Bangkok. I want you to show me that part of Bangkok which white tourists never fucking get to see." Then she did. So that's wonderful. No, I mean, and shows the first show I saw the ping pong show. I mean, it's it's all right. I mean, if you get entertained by watching more than 
15 ping pong balls be being shot out of the vagina uh, into a bucket because after you've seen that a few times, you go, okay, well, anything new? <laughs> Could you try maybe a basketball into the bucket? <laughs> um, Three-pointer. So kind of I think it's kind of boring. But let me tell you something. Um, what was the most spectacular? Oh, oh, here, here. You may not appreciate this one. But the beautiful woman comes out on stage smoking a cigarette. It puts a puts a nice red velvet or soft looking pillow down. Um, puts her butt up on it, puts her legs back, <coughs> takes the cigarette, <laughs> puts the end just inside her anus, and you can see the glow of the cigarette as she expands her stomach and goes and then blows. Perfect. <laughs> Fucking smoke rings. No. <laughs> rings? Never, rings? Smoke rings. Yes. No. God. And I thought, okay, there's some trick. It's a fucking magician. No. No, no. God. I, I saw it twice. I had to see it twice because, please, God. No. Yeah, reasonable enough. Right. I dabbled in the uh, Ladyboy show, but that's as far as I went. And I found myself uh, suspiciously intrigued in that and then figured I'll probably stop right here. These uh, these men are too attractive. Well, yeah, I don't know what. Well, too attractive. They're more attractive than the women because they try harder. Yeah. Right? Um, no, the Bangkok lady voice fucked me. No, here's the issue. If you if you get off the beaten tourist track, the rules sort of disappear. And so you might be in a bar and the most beautiful woman in the world comes up to you and sounds like a woman, looks like a woman, uh, makes suggestions just like a woman whispering in your ear, and pretty soon you're, you're taking her back to the hotel, and then suddenly you know, Al pops an appendage that has no business being there uh, in terms of your plans for the evening. Sure. Um, <laughs> and so, so the and, and you can't tell, and this happened to me a few times. So finally, okay, um, I, I figured out going to a bar, sit down, I don't care what woman came up, and because then they always do. If you come in a single man and, and you're there for more than 30 seconds, you've got women sitting at your table. Um, and the first one that sits down and goes, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I was looking for a lady boy. And, and if they get up and walk away, I go, no, 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 no I'm just joking, come back. If they say, <laughs> if they say oh, you're in luck tonight. <laughs> go, Thank God. Um, and, and perfectly safe. I mean, once I started using that trick, I never took one home by accident. So <laughs> by accident, those yeah. stories to me seem to <laughs> kind of embody just the existence of John McAfee. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about your campaign uh, before we get into some of the other things we've always wanted to ask you about. But um, as you launched this campaign and from parts unknown and you've had to, to relocate several times. First, I just want to hear you speak about the campaign a little bit, sort of what your uh, goal is. Um, Cause I know you've acknowledged that you, you know, you don't have any chance to win. And then at the same time of that, would you consider yourself a stressed person at all? Well, let me answer the second part first. Uh, no, not at all. I, I don't know anyone more mellow than myself and, and, uh, and Janice here. Um, and I think she will agree with me. I mean, stress, stress doesn't come from being chased around the planet by men with guns, which, is, which has happened plenty of times to us just in the past seven or eight months. Um, it doesn't come that stuff. It comes from being uncertain about what you're doing. 
Um, if you look at any stressful situation, it's because the stress comes from your concern about your ability to deal with the situation you're in. And if you're in a situation that you can't deal with, <laughs> you made a fucking mistake. And I tend not to do that. So why so not I'm launch not a presidential scared. campaign while you're uh, <laughs> on the run from the IRS? Why not? I mean, it's uh, perfectly legal. I can I can run a campaign from anywhere. Yeah, <clears throat> I ran I ran in 2016 on the Libertarian banner. Um, second runner up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that guy had never seen the uh, pillow cigarette thing in Bangkok. Biden. Yeah, but oh, that yeah, guy no. who beat you, he'd never seen the the cigarette thing. So no, he, he never had. I mean, you're and, still the I winner. Mean, not, not that that. Not that that might qualify a person for being president or not. Uh, I, I feel like it tends to. <laughs> in all sincerity, I, I think, in, in all truth, I don't think anybody should be a lawmaker in America, like a congressman, um, senator, that has not spent time in jail or in some way experienced uh, the punishments that they meet out for things they consider to be crimes. Because I promise you this, we would not have prison overpopulation problem today if all congressmen had spent time in jail. Yeah. Because when you go, well, yeah, it's going to be 15 years or something. How about that? No. I mean, you spend a fucking week in jail and then come back and tell me, no, that you wouldn't be giving up 15-year sentences because you know you could not handle it, Mr. Congressman. But never having been inside, it's just an imagination, something you get from television or movies. So, no, I think that presidents and congressmen must be required to have certain experiences in order to be president. And those experiences do not include things like having a college degree uh, or understanding political double talk. Or No, I mean, it's, it's spend some time in jail. Uh, go out and live some life, see some things outside of the boundaries of your own tiny, uh, narrow existence, which most political people have, um, and and then come back and see if you still want to be president. Yeah, and most people really, but most people in the right mind would not want this job. I mean, I wouldn't under any circumstances. Um, and meanwhile, uh, we have people willing to pay tens of millions of dollars to get that job of president, or even sometimes congressman, um, to get a job paying a quarter of a million dollars a year. Because that's what it is, a job. We, we, the government allegedly is our servant, and we choose uh, of all the applicants for all of the jobs in the government, we get to choose um, most of them. And, um, um, people pay money get a quarter of a million dollar a year job way more than the job paid you have to ask what's wrong with this image when this country started George Washington our first president did not want the presidency good God he was an old man People, <laughs> he was a general in the continental army slipped in ditches and sacrificed his safety and comfort uh, for the freedom of the American people. He did not want to be the president, but there was nobody else. If you think about it, we've got Thomas Jefferson, brilliant mind, but 
absolutely couldn't organize a picnic. It was a little leave the nation. And you got Benjamin Franklin, just as smart, maybe smarter. And all he wanted to do was drink and chase women. There was nothing wrong with that. But Indeed. being a president cramps that style tremendously because he was getting more pussy than he could possibly hope for had he been a 12-year-old waiting to be man enough to get laid. Well, no, that's all he did. So there was nobody but George. And they shamed him. Because he's a, no, he wanted to go and fish. He's an old man, for God's sake. And there, but there was nobody else. And therefore, he did it. And we need the same thing now. I mean, we need to vote for people that we have to drag kicking and screaming into that office instead of we actually vote for people who spend a hundred million dollars to get that fucking job. Are we crazy or what? Think about it. There's something wrong with the equation, people. If the president serves the country, which is what he is supposed to do, we pay him a decent salary, a quarter of a million dollars a year, not a bad salary. Why would someone pay a hundred million dollars to get that salary? Please, people, wake the fuck up. So you, uh, we, we're, we're talking here because you put out the call saying you'd, uh, you'd like to do some podcast interviews, and I, I'm, I'm interested in, uh, in just why you, uh, you were seeking out those uh, sorts of platforms. I mean. It, it, I suspect it's got something to do with what you were just talking about, but uh, you know, what what what, what, what are you looking has, to tell the people? It has a lot to do with it. Um, it. Okay, first and foremost, it doesn't matter to me, and it shouldn't matter to anybody who the president is, because it should be clear, people. It should be clear that when a new president or even a new party comes into power. That not a single hair on your head is touched. You still have beer in the refrigerator. Your children still love you as much. If you have a uh, having a part time affair with your neighbor's wife, she's still just as willing. Whatever, <laughs> nothing changes in your life. Nothing. Yeah. And even when presidents do manage rarely to change anything at all. The system cleans it up and makes it go away, like uh, Obamacare. Half of Obama's presidency building that monumental structure, or is it now wiped away by the next fucking administration? That's all there is. And we spend time worrying. Do you think presidents have power, people? Here's the question. I mean, certainly on the surface, it looks like a commander-in-chief of the armed services and all sorts of other shit. But, but where does that power really come from? It comes from information. I mean, presidents do not make decisions in a vacuum. They require, they require people around them to inform about what's happening. And those people are our covert agencies, like the CIA. I want you to imagine the position of power that, that an agency like the CIA really has in relation to our government. It is the holder of all secrets all over the world. And if you doubt that, then you have not been following the lies and rise of the CIA. Because they have all the information. And they treat presidents 
Well, you don't treat them in call them. They call presidents transients. Transients. <laughs> Why they're here for four years. Eight max, and then they're gone. Useless people because you can't train anybody in eight years enough that they can make decisions validly without support. So what happens? It's kind of like the Praetorian Guard in Rome. You know, when all the Caesars, I mean, it was put together by Tiberius. There was to prevent the Caesars from being assassinated because all of them were either by the Senate or by their wives, by their brothers, children, their fathers, somebody. They all got left after an average of seven years. So Tiberius created the Praetorian Guard, the greatest and bravest of the Roman Legion soldiers, and surrounded himself with them and let no one touch him, even, without going through the guards who would strip search them, I assume, and say everything was okay. Um, yes, and Tiberius lived to a ripe old age until the Praetorian Guard killed him because he was making decisions they didn't like. And then Claudius came on the scene. So, in, in any case, uh, we have the equivalent of the Praetorian Guard now with the CIA. And through selective information, if you own all the information, then you can selectively impart that information to someone and control them by doing so. Here's an example. Now, the CIA very seldom uh, uses lies to gain its, its, um, its goals because it doesn't need to usually. Every now and then, an emergency arises like Second Gulf War. War. A lot is rising to a power that is unbalancing the CIA's aims in the Middle East. So they sit back and go, what are we going to do? First thing is, well, let's just whack him, and then someone says, no, if you do that, and then Saddam, whack Saddam, well, he'll be replaced. Then someone suggests, I don't know, well, let's just bomb them back into the Stone Ages. Everyone's agreed, yep, 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 yep. Okay, Fred, you and Sam go deal with the president. So you go into the president, and Mr. President, I'm I regret to tell you that we have discovered that Iraq has nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles capable of delivering them to our nearest ally, which is England. Now, Mr. President, uh, our job is not to advise you, but simply to inform you. And I'm terribly sorry that this terrible burden is on your shoulders. Well, fuck me, what's a president going to do? He has no choice. Bomb Iraq into the Stone Age. That was a lie. One of the few I had discovered that the CIA told, and everybody knew it was a lie except the president and Congress. Every country in the world knew Iraq didn't have nuclear weapons, but the CIA just said, we don't have time to fabricate or to weave together the facts in a way to force the president to do this. But this is telling they got nuclear weapons. Do you understand how simple and trivial it is to control information? If you are the boss of it. Now, they yeah. control information through a facility called need to know. Presidents don't have much need to know anything. They don't. You think presidents get in there and just because they have a top secret clearance, they can find out whether they have aliens? Please, people will be naive. <laughs> no. do, do, do we have aliens? Yes, of course we have aliens. 
where 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 are they at? Where do we get them? I don't know. I think they're for sale. I mean, I'm not not the last I checked. Um, <laughs> so, it seems like yeah, like what, the things you're discussing there, the security apparatus, the calling it deep state is in vogue now, but that. That is sort of the the crux of why you would like to campaign, even if you know you're not going to win, is to get people to actually discuss these things, to sort of be an insurgent yes. into the conversation. I think it's really interesting that it's seemingly, even though it only lasted for about 10 minutes, the thing that got people to talk about this more than anything of the last decade was probably a financier fucking kids. And that all of a sudden, America for five minutes was actually focused on things like Mossad and the CIA and uh, and all these sorts of uh, things that really uh, nobody really wants to look at because it's unnerving. And what and I think the other thing is, and I would have, like to ask you about this. I think the reason why the unnerving does not rise to action is because most people are just like, well, what am I going to do about that? Well, that's a question. Everybody wants to know what to do. I mean, people, if if you look at my the comments to to any of my tweets at least one of them will say something like what, what do we do tell us what to do Fuck, i can't tell anybody what to do i don't have any goddamn answers uh, neither does anybody by the way I and mean, if anybody if any politician says they know the answers to the problems then one of two things has happened uh, they're lying to you or they're lying to themselves but one of those is a certainty because nobody knows our system is broken, people. We're, we're, we're spending time electing presidents to put into the equivalent of an automobile with a frozen steering wheel and saying, drive this car for us. Well, impossible. The car's broken. It's going wherever it's going. End of story. I, uh... I want to wake people up to that reality that there is something behind this curtain. And we are, in fact, people being fed propaganda in some of the most subtle and unnerving fashions that I've ever imagined. As, as far as trying to pull back the curtain and show the truth to the people, I, I did read some uh, a theory someone wrote at the time uh, whenever there was whenever the Epstein stuff was real big and uh, there were videos coming out of uh, little St. James Island where I, I think that someone was also comparing that to a uh, to your internet traffic and uh, known whereabouts as far as anyone can discern. And they were wondering if that was you that was, uh, that, that was, that was taking drone footage trying to uh, figure out what's going on with that Epstein business. So I, I just wanted to ask, do you, do you have anything to tell us? Do, do, do you know what's going on there? Well, I mean, obviously everybody knows I'm a drone freak. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I was right next door to the island and I was flying drones, but I had nothing to do with that. Okay. You uh, did, did you have any further thoughts on it? Did, did yeah, I I don't believe we have any uh, yeah, like I thought I thought it was seriously fucking cool. Yes, <laughs> the video footage. Okay. Yeah, 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 it was very well done. It was. It was I great. thought so. I thought, I thought the video footage was quite entertaining. So um, what the fuck's you know, up with that temple? Uh, yeah. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> So in the in the event that you do campaign, I've heard you float the idea, and this might have been in jest, uh, regarding basically using surrogates. Um, I'll wear a mask if you <laughs> if you want me to. You know, actually, I don't we, think we, I have we, your we, abs, but no, well, no, <laughs> my abs. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there, dude. Um, so 
well, we actually had a whole bunch of masks made, but um, they turned out to be just a little too freaky. So we had two, <laughs> we had two times. We had one. Course, no, seriously. I, I had one, just a, just a paper or cardboard mask, you know, that, that you put on. Look, size-wise, everything spookily neat. Uh, we had another one, unfortunately, made out of nylon that you pull over your head. And it's sort of imagined bank robbers, okay, <laughs> pulling nylons over the head. And before they actually rob the bank, they take the time, or someone does, to paint eyes and nose and everything. It was a freaky-looking mask. Now, I liked it because um, I used to put it on to, just to be me, and it made me look weird and freaky, too. <laughs> but it, uh, it, 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 it took away from anything. Uh, that I might want to say because no one will ever listen. I mean, seriously, no one listens to words I, because the little, the few times we use them, people are just staring <laughs> at the <laughs> freakiness of, of what's happening and didn't hear a single fucking word. So no, we uh, we've abandoned that. But we have listen, we have many thousands of masks which we are happy to sell you very cheap uh, for those of you who wanting to. Rob a bank uh, in the guise <laughs> of somebody you hate, and I have many haters out there. Uh, I'm thinking that the haters will be the purchasers of my masks. Just think of what you could do: rob a bank, beat up little old ladies on the street, you know, expose yourself to nuns with my mask on. I mean, the whole world would be after me. Uh, <laughs> the only problem is it'd be no different for me than it is now. Um, but in any case. Yeah, man. On the run's on the run. Do you take it that the IRS's interest, this is the last serious one I have, because then I want to ask about how hard it is to try to mount a whale. Um, do you do you think that the IRS's interest in whether it was indicting you or any of your stat is that strictly a crypto power play? Like that they're just afraid of the power of yeah, it. You're no, pushing absolutely. it to an extent. So that's no. all it. If, if you look at what, what's happened uh, with me in the past few years, especially the past two, you know, I'm on stages all over the world, keynoting at all the major blockchain conferences and saying exactly the same thing at every one, which is people, privacy coins and distributed exchanges. Um, you don't want to pay taxes? Well, there's one way to do it. <laughs> Use uh, you know, privacy coins for all of your transactions and simply choose not to tell the government what you're doing because they'll never find out uh, unless they find your private key you know, and make sure those are locked safely away in the bowels of your mind and nowhere else. Um, yes, I've been saying this. It's been pissing off everybody, the SEC, the IRS, you name it. So um, I have not paid taxes for 10 years and the IRS knew it. Every year I sent them an email saying, you know, paying taxes, uh, I'm not finding it before, you know, where I am, come get me. And they never did. And I've already paid over $50 million in taxes in my life. I think I, I've paid enough. I don't have any more services and the rest of you bastards. And, um, you know, so I've paid enough. And they didn't bother me. But uh, in January of this year, that I God knows what I did last year. Well, I talked a lot. Okay, <laughs> it, something broke the camel's back, and they they convened a grand jury not to not to charge uh, Janice and I with um, um, failure to file taxes, 
which is true, because that's not a crime. I mean, the government can choose to come and, and levy a fine for not doing so. Take your property, your dog, your horses, your wife, if you're lucky, but they can't charge you with a crime. So the, um, um, the whatever they charge us with, it, it was not specified, but it had to be a felony. Um, you know, we've seen and published the, the subpoenas. Uh, we left the country before the 22nd of January where the grand jury was convened or else right now I would not be able to talk to you because I would be incarcerated forever and therefore silence. And have you heard anything from Julian Assange? No. Ross Albrecht? No. Silence. This is what the government wants. They don't want any money from me. I don't have any given. They just want me to shut the fuck up. And since I won't voluntarily, then they're going to do it by force. If they can find me. Sure. Um, so if we're getting into some of the, uh, uh, the crazy questions, we had a listener ask us to uh, opine on whether or not uh, astronauts masturbate in space. And uh, we haven't had a chance to discuss that amongst ourselves yet, but I, I, I feel like you're a good person to uh, introduce the topic with. Uh, on the one hand, I, I, I would figure that, you know, I don't know too many men that go that long without masturbating. I, I certainly wouldn't want to myself, but uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of privacy on space stations. I, I just didn't know if you had any, uh, what, what, what your perspective on it was. Well, you've asked, surprisingly enough, a question that I have absolutely no experience in whatsoever. Neither Fair enough. Have, have I been close enough to any astronaut to feel comfortable asking uh, whether they uh, whack off in space? Um, Me neither. But, but, but in order to answer the question, and even theoretically, I mean, we have to take into consideration so many factors. I mean, number one, very few of them are alone. They are with partners, right? Yeah, We yeah. don't know what the sex... It might be, and no one's ever discussed it because it may be too sensitive, it might be that a trip in space changes your sexuality, you know, and, and straights become oh, gay and gay yeah. become straights, or, or maybe everybody becomes bisexual. Well, God sends us in space, maybe trisexual. Don't fucking know. Uh, but nevertheless, we need to know, gay, straight, and there have been women on these missions. And I don't know about masturbation, but you stick me alone with a woman in a tiny capsule for three months. Uh, and no other female companionship and, and plenty of opportunity because I think the workload in space is very light. Well, fuck yes, I think we'd be fucking like rabbits all the time. Yeah, I, I yeah. think the better question is whether or not the uh, the asshole cigarette thing would work in space, and how the how <laughs> yeah, the dynamics no, of that would change from a logistical yeah, you know, because it's gravity. I don't. I right. think that would work fine. Right. I mean, the ping pong now, the ping pong wouldn't work because there's no curve. There's no curve in space. I mean, right. it goes straight. Right. Uh, you have to do the bucket this way. Um, it, it just wouldn't look good. I mean, to see it curve, we go. Bam. That's what's. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a it's a hyperbolic paraboloid. You know, if you don't know, math that beautiful hyperbolic curve. So, uh, no, that part wouldn't work. The smoke rings, I said, I think would. The one where the woman opens a coke bottle, a bottle with a crimson right. cap, with her pussy after passing it around and ha having everybody try to do it with their with their hands. No. 
but you turn the leg, but that would work in space, I suspect. <laughs> so maybe um, no experience on space or, or relationships with astronauts, but as you were referencing earlier, kind of referencing there, like you've been all over the world and you've, you're almost like a, a better version who's also kind of on the run from the law of Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> like, I don't really care that much about uh, the restaurants in your city. I want to know where the Coke bottle lady is. And that's what you're here for, uh, at least for me. And that is also where the, uh, the whale tweet came from. Um, is that a real, that there's a culture that actually, that's a, that's a ritualistic, uh, endeavor for them to try to, I guess, have sex with a humpback whale. Like that's a, that, that exists. Well, here's the truth on it. I sat down with Janice <laughs> down over a year ago and I'm thinking, okay, now we're, we're starting a campaign for presidents and, and everybody knows uh, that campaigns are designed for one thing, they're to somnambulize and to hypnotize uh, enough people for long enough to get them to cold booths and punch in your name. That's, that's what that's about. Um, and I wanted to prove a point to Janice. I don't know how it came up, that people will believe anything. As you say, if it's said with conviction and confidence, and, above all, eloquently. So, uh, to prove a point, I invented whale fucking. Now, if, if anybody in their right mind thinks that this is even a possibility to fuck whale, I'd like you to run the numbers. And I even put the numbers in my tweet, just so you would see how absurd the concept was. 70,000, it's a humpback whale. I mean, that's the only whale I would ever fuck. Right, they, um, sure. 70,000 pounds. 50 feet long, um, known for abuse of you know, these smaller ships would get totally wrecked by a single swipe of that whale's tail. Crews have six knots, and the genitals are 30 feet underwater, even when the whale is breaching in order to breathe. So now you tell me how physically you ought to do that. I mean, you can't swim six knots, even with gear. You can't catch one. If you catch one, you got to go down 30 feet to find the genitals. And, and having, having seen humpback whales close up, I defy anybody uh, to uh, tell where the genitals are and where the anus is. Uh, tricky thing. So, um, no, no, I didn't fuck a whale. I didn't think you did, but I thought maybe somebody like that. Maybe you had some kind of whale fucking submarine. Or maybe that they wouldn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Specially constructed. Maybe that they wouldn't know that you were there, that you could kind of get in there for a second. (laughs) Anything is possible. You know, I I just, it seemed to be an, an, an unbelievable thing. And then, and then in the polls. Over half the people believed it was true, in spite of common sense and evidence. <laughs> no, yes, that's true. It's weird, but true. No, no, it can't be true, people. It's not, not in this universe, not with the laws of physics and mathematics, as I understand it. So that was one of the things I did. One of the other things I did was the, um, uh, the South China Zombie Research Center, uh, which is a... Um, Website that I created, okay, um, <laughs> with photographs of, of zombies, and uh, you can check it out, folks. That's 
3,000 followers already on that sucker. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then uh, then I uh, wrote up a, a contract between South China Zombie and myself, and no one knew, well, Janice knew, a couple of people knew, that it was me, had a contract uh, where I was going to promote them. Um, which I said I was going to do. And then I wrote a white paper, <laughs> which the white paper said, under no circumstance, could I possibly recommend this project to anyone? <laughs> and, and just on and on how absurd. But, oh, it was a section on SEC, SEC compliance. <laughs> so, so that's what that was all about. So. I mean, that's basically you. It's misinformation, but it also seems like uh, you're playing on what people might think of you have this outlandish public character to the point so much to where I'm not even sure that documentaries that are unauthorized by you that might paint you in some sort of a negative light and maybe one that can't be proven. I'm not even sure that's bad for your image. It almost no, just seems not, like if you, if you flood the zone, a, that might make people listen. Yes. And then if they hear your message, then who cares that if, if it involves the hammock? Like people are still listening well, to what you're saying. Uh, of course, I mean, you know, and and uh, of all the allegations in there, well, the most absurd was the the, the killer for hire. Uh, and as the story was told, I wrote a check for five thousand dollars to give to my caretaker to give to a hitman a check, a personal check. <laughs> I, I I don't know what experience the average listener is, um, has had of, of hitmen, but uh, even in the movies, uh, they don't take personal checks. <laughs> it just seems. Do you write you write murder on the memo and? <laughs> I don't know, I mean, but no, please God, get real. If, if there would be a link between the hitman and the guy for horror, that would be it, would it not? I mean, no, nobody in the right. Plus, I gave it to my caretaker to give to the hitman rather than taking it myself and taping it under a park bench somewhere. No, no. Please, God, that was absurd. As to the rest, nobody's fucking business. What Janice and I do in the privacy of our home. And I promise it would shock you if you inadvertently wandered in. But it's still our fucking business that nobody else is. Therefore, don't mind that. But no, there are no such things as bad headlines or bad press. There are not. Believe me, they spell your name correctly, which they do in my case almost all the time. And thank God it's not pronounced it correctly because I'm not sure anymore of people saying McAfee. I was always told it was McAfee by my parents. But listen, my parents lied about everything else. Santa Claus, the goddamn Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, none of that shit was real. So how do I know they weren't lying about my goddamn name as well? So, um, it's totally true that it's uh it's it's absolutely none of my business the 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 whole hammock deal and I don't know like uh it, the the allegation in the documentary like I could certainly see just talking about myself personally like you know you try anything once right um but but that their their allegation that, that that appeared to be like uh the sole focus of your uh your love life that it seemed to stretch the imagination in my opinion <laughs> it seemed a little well, listen, I, mean, I, I, I'm, my imagination is frequently stretched when I read headlines about myself, uh, whether it's sexually or anything else. I'm like, whoa, 
Janice, do we actually do that? And, and she'll go, no, that's another fucked up headline, isn't it? So, um, so, oh, listen, one day, good God, it was just this year, there was a headline in the, the London's, uh, the Sun in London and New York Post or something. I can't remember what it was, but one said, McAfee says this will not happen. The other one said, McAfee says this will happen. Same fucking thing, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, those amuse me. But, but no, there's no such thing as bad press people. Sure. There's sure. no such, no such thing as, as, um, uh, a person's responsibility to divulge those things which do not impact other people. No, if, if Janice and I continued eating children, for example, and trying to think once, I mean, if we continued that act, um, and, you know, and people go, well, wait a minute, you're eating children while you're having sex. And, and, and you can't then go, well, none of your fucking business because. Yeah, the parents <laughs> of the children. We yeah. may have eaten one of your children, and that's <laughs> yeah, why you're asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you'd have a right. That's true enough. Okay, the, you have any? I was going to ask about the laptops. Uh, well, if you I, want to do something else, and we can. I had a up, quick hit cool. of just a. Would, would you say that Bangkok is your top sex tourism destination, or or, or is there another one on the uh, on the throne? What What are the great sex tourism destinations of the world? Well, the, the number one I was, is clearly, if you ask uh, any woman who's known me, is my bedroom. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a um, it's a very rare occasion when I invite anything more than women into it. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, Bangkok is way uh, the fuck up there. Um, but for me, but for me, uh, it, I'm a little more adventurous. I would go back to the Anamama tribe, um, the upper Amazon in Brazil. Cause I've lived in, in Rio de Janeiro for a while. I used to travel frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, now there, that, that's a free sexual society. The problem is, is they, um, it would be a turn on me in a dime. I mean, I was friendly, and the next minute I was in a goddamn cage, and then eating human flesh. And that's where my addiction to human flesh came from, because I had eaten yeah. human flesh before then. Um, but I mean, once you try it, <laughs> first taste. Uh, I was lying about the human flesh part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the tone has been set that that was in jest. The last question for me. My wife is asking what I'm talking about. Janice, I don't know. Janice, get in here. Hey, baby. Eating babies. Get in here. (laughs) (laughs) My last question was uh, regarding. um, I've read about the story about. um, Hi, Janice. Hi. I'm not wearing pants. I I don't have any pants. Okay. (laughs) That's okay. Neither do we. Uh, I'm just looking. Then you can't see good. Um, right. So I thought the story, the, the, the <laughs> spyware or <laughs> the spyware or malware, however you want to put it, the, the laptops that you were donating, like, I guess, surreptitiously. Um, was that a, like, did you, I guess my question is, what were you looking to gain with that, with that plan? Did it, did you learn things that you obviously can't tell us or that you can't tell the world? Like, when did you hatch the plan? I'm going to donate infected laptops with the, the goal of scraping information and international like secrets like and did and is is that the reason you hate Hillary Clinton's uh the idea of her being president 
Well, I don't hate the idea of Hillary being president, but Hillary is one of the few politicians I do have a personal problem with. Um, I mean, she, I was minding my own fucking business, and she inserted herself in my affairs when I was in Belize on the run. Um, I called uh, Balthazar Garcia, the, the head of security at the U.S. Embassy in Belmopan, and said, I'm coming in. This is when I was on the run. Um, uh, you know, I'm coming in for sanctuary, which is my right as an American citizen. And he said, Mr. McAfee, we have been told by the highest authority, I'm telling you, the highest authority, meaning Secretary of State. I mean, we're talking about U.S. embassies, right? Uh, we're not to allow you inside the U.S. embassy. So I'm going, well, that's cool. So that was that was my only brush with Hillary, and I was not fond of it. But no, the reason, the reason I did this is in in March of 2011, 2012, well, March of 2012, um, the government stormed my property in, in Orange Walk. I had, a, I had um, a compound in the jungle in Orange Walk. I also had a compound on the beach in San Pedro. San Pedro was just like America, only nicer. It's a vacation spot. I think Jake's the been jungle, there. <laughs> in the jungle, I was the only man living there. <laughs> the only white man. Everybody else was, was a native. And they used to just call me the white man. Um, but in any case, I was there for oh, know, a couple of years before the um, uh, a representative of the uh, uh, the current government came and said, Mr. McAfee, I've been having problems with him for quite a while, the government, right? I've been donating shit to local uh, police and town councils and, and basically fucking up uh, the iron rule that the government had over the financial structure of the lower classes. Um, fucking with that shit. Anyway, they came and said, uh, listen, what do I commit? So you donate $2 million to our upcoming election campaign, uh, and we'll call everything quits. I mean, everything's fine. You go off and do your thing, and we won't fuck with you anymore. And uh, I said, no, I'm not interested in donating. Thank you very much. The following week, my compound was raided by uh, 43 uh, special forces from the gang suppression unit. The reports directly to the prime minister, by the way. I mean, he, this is talk about a, a true dictatorship. Mm -hmm. See, this guy doesn't even trust his own army, his own armed services. He has his own uh, assassins reporting directly to him. And those are the ones who were sent uh, to harass me. So they stormed my property at um, uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. I was in bed, naked, came out with a pistol, saw what was happening, put down the pistol, uh, got um, basically a, a day of hell, starting with them shooting uh, my dog in front of my eyes. I said, Mr. McAfee, if you don't think we're serious, Mr. McAfee, please take a look. Bang. So, okay, you guys look serious to me. So anyway, after a day of utter harassment, shooting my dog, destroying half a million dollars worth of my property, destroying my laboratory where I was doing antibiotic research, uh, they left. 
Um, the guy came back the following day, the same guy who had come and asked for the, the uh, donation. donation, right? And said, oh, Mr. Frank, we were so sorry. We had bad information. Uh, we're, please forgive us, please, sir. Oh, what a terrible thing you had to endure yesterday. And Mr. McAfee, while I'm here, um, have you reconsidered your donation now? And I said, uh, <laughs> get the fuck off my property. Now, a smart man would have said simply, um, yes, I have. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to give you $4 million instead of 2 I'll write so a personal much. check. <laughs> so, now, so that pissed me off. Now, had they not shot my dog, I would have let it all go. But no, they shot my dog. And um, I wanted to let it go. So I got some computers, donated them to secretaries. So most of the, the, the government offices, the government ministries, it's not unusual for white men to give gifts because they have money. And, you know, all the pussy is for sale in police, unfortunately, but that's the truth on it. Uh, so, you know, the white men give presents to their girlfriends, and and um, I gave presents, even though I didn't know half of these women. Uh, nobody nobody made an effort to send them back. That's <laughs> saying, oh, I'm wrong. This is a very poor country. Uh, many of those were confiscated by the higher-ups, which I knew, but it didn't matter. They're all communicating with each other. And so um, I was looking for proof that they had set me up because I refused to pay extortion. I didn't find out anything about that, unfortunately. Um, so that failed. What I did find out about, I didn't want to find out about, uh, that the Minister of National Defense was the largest drug trafficker in Central America, uh, that the Minister of Immigration was the largest human trafficker, um, that um, the uh, uh, Minister of Finance uh, did all the money laundering for most of North America. Why? Because the Belizean laws are designed to help people hide money and break laws and get away with it. That's what this is, it always has been. Um, at least since the British left it, when it was still called British Honduras. So that's the uh, that's the political environment, and that's what I was trying to do. When I found out these other things, it was not I was not happy <laughs> um, because I had people, kids, helping me because I can't filter through all that fucking information. I mean, they're blaring out constantly about you know uh, recordings of conversations because it, all I do is leave the mic on and the camera looking on and stream everything out. So I'm off these computers. I can't watch it all. So I hired kids to look for things, you know, my name, orange walk, anything relating to that, looking for uh, proof that they'd set me up. But then one of the, one of the girls who was, who was helping uh, process this data met the, the minister of national security, John Saul Deaver, uh, head of the uh, armed forces and um very powerful man and they slept together and you know how pillow talk is oh what are you doing what are you doing you know, what have you do before you know if you're a cabinet minister maybe you don't say anything you just expect them to kneel down and start blowing you i don't like you. in any case pillow talk 
And uh, if he asked her what she was doing, she said, oh, I'm working with Sean McAfee. Well, we want you to Well, I mean, it's fascinating. You know, we, we're, we're from uh, transposing and, and, and looking for all this information that's coming from these computers. Uh, next thing you know, I am persona non grata in Belize. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's the beginning of my problems. But you just ask why uh, I donated the computers. I hope that answers the question. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. And was the, uh, okay, real quick though, the, the, the plan of hiring a, a, perhaps a female, per, maybe a male in some cases, for the purpose of obtaining information, is that the only time, like, is that something that's solely out of the realm of the John McAfee playbook? What, hiring kids to, to, to reduce the data for me? What do you mean? Re- how about reduce the data and then seduce a minister? Like was that was was that was well, she? Come on. You know, I, listen. Let's not let's not get into conspiracy theories here. Okay, I don't. Nobody knows. Okay, um, yeah, everybody fucks everybody down there. It's just a, it's a poor country, and cabinet ministers spread cash around, and sure. so you know, uh, beautiful young women follow them around like people followed the women used to follow the Beatles around or the Rolling Stones. The same fucking thing. Um, so I, I don't know if there was some pre-planning. It just fucking happened. Um, People fought. But in any, from that point on, I was, I was. Uh, things got very tense. Uh, finally, culminating in um, uh, the poisoning of, of all of my dogs, or most of my dogs, at least seven of them. Uh, the murder of my neighbor the following night, and they're coming to collect me. And by the way, I was never, never uh, either accused of murder nor even suspected of murder by any Belizean authority. They just wanted to, quote, question me. Right. It's like, you know, I've, I've been in enough third world jails to know what that means. And yeah. I was not interested. Do you, have, enough? Do you have another dog now? I'm sorry? Have you, uh, you can't get another dog now in your current situation, right? Well, well okay, so we had to give up our dogs when... We got out of jail in the uh, <laughs> a stuffed dog from Janice. It's very cute. <laughs> no, we um, okay. So we had we had four dogs on the boat with us, and so after we left, we okay. So let me briefly tell you the story. We left America uh, just before the um, uh, the grand jury was convened. Went to the Bahamas because the Bahamas has no income tax, and therefore. Failure to pay income tax is not a crime in the Bahamas, and therefore, I cannot be extradited, not legally. So I knew they'd have to do something illegal, and, and I knew they wanted me badly, so I knew something was coming. After um, two and a half months in the Bahamas, almost three months in the Bahamas, um, I did get word that uh, the CIA had uh, been working with the commissioner of police in the Bahamas, a gentleman named Paul Roll. Um, to hatch a plot to have me arrested for a Bahamian crime, nothing major. I don't know what the crime might have been, selling drugs, uh, I don't know, uh, molesting old women. I don't really know. But the plan is, arrest me for that. And he's a police commissioner. You can do anything you fucking want. Um, and then while, you know, before trial, then to have me uh, deported back to the state, not extradited, mm-hmm. but deported as an undesirable. Right, and then go back to the country I came from. But we escaped the 
the day before they sent the SWAT, they sent us, they were sending a SWAT team out in the night. Uh, I heard about it the day before we left. Before I left, I called, um, I contacted the Nassau newspapers um, and gave them Paul Roll's secret bank accounts, uh, the numbers on the accounts, the deposits into those accounts, and the withdrawals in cash on those accounts uh, over a two-year period. And his withdrawals alone um, were 20 times his annual salary, his cash withdrawals. Gee, I wonder so, where he got that. Well, and so they published that. All right. Meanwhile, we left. We'll see. The newspaper is publishing the story as we're leaving port to head to Cuba. Um, the following morning, it comes out. The following night, and we're at sea while this is going on. Paul Roll, then the next day, says uh, he is Mr. Paul Roll file suit against John McAfee for defamation of character. I just left a fucking calling card. I am still John McAfee, people. And if I want to find out the very first time you masturbated and where it was, then I fucking will do that. And so um, I just left that calling card. We go to Cuba. We're there for a month and a half. And Janice and I get called in to an army office where a general comes in uh, with a translator, very nice, very pleasant, says the U.S. government has requested uh, that we we um, uh, return you to America. And this is an unofficial request because there's no official channel to Cuba. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've responded uh, saying that we uh, we need a few days to consider. Um, so, Mr. McAfee, we would like you to leave our country within 72 hours. Um, and save us any problems for the deliberations. Like, oh, good God, thank you, people. Um, then you have to be out here within 72. So, uh, and it, we have a big boat preparing it for sea is not, not a simple task. It takes two to three days. So we're working round the clock. And twice a day, they'd send soldiers over and say, Mr. Mackey, are you sure you're going to be gone in 51 hours? And I go, listen, if I've got to swim to Haiti, I will do so uh, just to get out of the country. Don't worry. So we'll get out of the country. So that's twice now. Uh, they came after us in the Bahamas, attempted something in Cuba. But listen, I knew we'd be safe in Cuba because they had fucking warships off of the Cuban coast. The American government, remember five months ago during that, or six months ago during that super tense period again? Fuck me. Uh, Raul Castro is not going to turn over to America anybody that America asked for with those fucking warships off the coast. He goes, he's got balls of steel and does not give a shit. So, um, so anyway, they said, please leave. We did. Four days at sea, we pulled into the Dominican Republic, and before we could even go into port, there were soldiers on the docks on both sides. Um, with fully automatic rifles. Um, they refused to let us talk to customs or immigration. Um, they were legally on our boat until we've gone through customs. We're not even in your fucking country. Get off the boat. Uh, charged us with um, failure to declare firearms to customs. I mean, we had it on video, and they had it on video. This is a stupid thing. That No. So this is a setup. This was a little more... A brutal and um, direct way 
the Dominican Republic is is a lot <laughs> more primitive politically than either the Bahamas or Cuba, uh, and so you can do shit like this. So we're in jail for four days. Uh, my lawyers managed finally to uh, get, a, and again, they said the same thing: we have to send you back to America. I go, why? I didn't come from America. Send me back to Cuba. No, you have to go back to America with you and Janice. Anyway, we, we got out of that. Um, and they they sent us to London, which is what I wanted. I wanted to go to England. So got to England, and I said, honey, we're going to go underground. Um, excuse me. Uh, whoa. I was about to sneeze. Sorry. Yeah. And fuck the Fed. So I said, yeah, let's let's just go, let's go into hiding. Because we our whole life together has only been two things, running and hiding. Okay. And we've been into hiding before. Now, running, we're above board. Everybody knows where we are. I'm just always going, try and catch me. You know, always before you get there, we um, Dominican Republic, that was that was fucking close, I have to admit. But in hiding, no one knows where we are, so you can't find. And you can't come, and we're relaxing. And we've been relaxing for over five months. And honest to God, it is fun. I mean, this is like, oh, it's like being in heaven, the garden. I'm not looking over my shoulder. I don't have to have my ear to the ground to sense footsteps. Nothing. It's great. So we've been like this for years. I don't know. But no, we always surface again and start running again, of course, because. We can't have telephones now, obviously, because you can't hide on this world and have a phone. It's not possible. <laughs> if, anyway, if you guys have not figured that one out yet, well, then that's why you keep getting arrested. So, no. <laughs> um, so we can't have phones. We have no phones, um, which puts a cramp on things. Uh, we have to communicate from a Faraday cage which has been expanded now to include our entire complex. Uh, we have to have multi-levels of, of, of real virtual private networks, not these things you download from uh, Google Play. No, although there's some good ones there. Nord is not a bad one, but no. I mean, serious ones. And as long as we maintain protocol, you can't find end of story. And um, so we're, we're recouping. You know, we're having fun. Um, I just enjoy life. That's wonderful. Yeah, watching uh, King Kong, apparently. <laughs> watching King Kong. Yeah, watching King Kong, absolutely. You still didn't tell him about the dog. Pardon? You still didn't tell him about the dog. I just assumed I the dogs got lost somewhere at the start of the story. And They're I, in the Dominican Republic now. Yeah, I didn't want, I didn't want to dredge up uh, sad news. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to. If, if something yeah. bad happened to the dog, the new dogs, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it up, so I figured we'd just let it go. All right, well, the, uh, we had four with us. Uh, two have now passed on: Tequila and Marley. Uh, tequila was old, a pit bull. Um, she was, you know, almost thirteen, and um, that's about the extent of life for them. Yeah, and the same thing with Marley. Marley was a uh, Commodore, the largest of dogs. The larger the dog, the shorter their lifespan. Uh, so they're gone. Uh, the two shepherds are being kept for us uh, by friends. That's good. I, 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 I won't tell you where they are. Not sure. That, 
Not that the CIA has stooped yet to kidnap dogs. <laughs> and, and, uh, Give them a chance. You know, yeah. You don't come in, we're going to send you your dog's ear. You know, they ain't done that yet. So um, they should be fine. But we're not saying where they are. Well, we appreciate your time so much today. I'm going to book a, a, a one person ticket to Bangkok, no wife, uh, and I'm going to get back on smoking yeah. a pack a day. You know, I. You know, it's a wonder if you weren't arrested or something just taking a wife. <laughs> we don't do that people, here, you know, sir. People are, you know, the authorities are thinking, there's some weird shit happening here. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a high crime put a in tail, Thailand. Put a tail on that couple, some weird shit. No, so no, leave my <laughs> All right, we appreciate your time, sir. We look forward to the campaign right. uh, getting uh, going in earnest in January. And uh, yes, sir, thank you. Appreciate you. We wish you peace. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.